You are tuned in to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders, sharing their testimonies and the work they're doing for the Lord. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus reminds us, Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We hope this program will encourage you to do just that. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor Jeffrey Daly from Middletown, California, who founded a ministry called National Day of Repentance, focusing on the USA, but also the nations. Thank you, Pastor Jeffrey, for returning to Faith City Outreach to discuss how pastors can do a congregational repentance based on the scripture, 2 Chronicles 7.14, where it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. Exactly right. Absolutely. Key solution. It's God's solution in his own eternal word. How how cool is that? Pastor Daly, our nation was born under God on July 4th, 1776, which was like 246 years ago. We need to be born under God again. And that means we first need to repent of our sins, including us, in order for God to heal our land. As the scripture says, more and more we see God being taken away in every sphere in our world, Um, government, education, arts, business, media, etc. I know you are a pastor, and I'm curious to find out what are you doing to encourage your congregation or others or and others to daily repent of their sins? Well, I do several things. One is I try to write an article and we out based on God and his gift of repentance that shows up so many times in scripture. And we send it out to about 4,400 people in uh, close to nations all over the planet. And then in addition, we hold time to time global repentance where we actually connect and do a Zoom call. We have people in all over. And again, we just encourage pastors whenever possible to also at the local level do a service set apart just to repent and give people the time in a service, even if it's in private, Mm. five minutes, three minutes to, to confess to the Lord. Because, you know, when on the one hand, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. On the other hand, the Holy Spirit is our teacher and the convictor. And he's here to Help us remove all of the old stuff that we don't need anymore. Thanks to the blood of Jesus covers us. And he wants us to just remove all the old stuff. So that's what I try to do every day. I'm I'm on the phone. I'm on the internet. I'm writing stuff. And I'm encouraging us, the little people, to experience the gift of repentance and then share it with your pastor so that they'll do an actual service. It's so powerful when they actually do a 
you know, an hour long service, give people several chances to, in quiet, to repent in private. It's very powerful. Do you think it's best that they do it in private instead of having them go up to the altar, just have them just do it there where they're sitting down? Yeah, wherever you're sitting, give them a couple of minutes, give them a a topic that they can pray on, uh, pride or division or jealousy or gluttony or um, their flesh or something like that. Let it be private. And then at the end of the service, um, you ask people to share and someone will always want to share and that will then open up the whole crowd. And it's so beautiful. The first time we did it in our church, people would not leave the parking lot well over an hour later. They just kept talking to each other. There was like a new, yeah, a new transparency, a new fellowship, a new love for brothers and sisters, because you didn't have to, even if you didn't share what was on your heart, you knew that person attended the gathering and had some private time with the Holy Spirit. And therefore, there was a bond, a beautiful sense of, well, we're, we're cleaning up. We're all trying to get right with God. And there was such a love among the group. They didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. So every time you do it, you cannot miss. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit <clears throat> gives us joy at the end of repentance. There's always joy at the end of repentance. You said that you were you would encourage pastors to do a service on repentance, or would you just give them at the end of the sermon time for repentance? Does it have to be a whole service of repentance, or can it just be a few moments of repentance at the end of the pastor's uh, sermon? Well, you could do either one. You could do either okay. one. It's powerful to do the whole thing just on repentance. For example, Jesus is very first word when he came out of the 40 days having defeated satan uh he learned that john the baptist had been in in prison and it was now basically his time to begin to preach and so his we learn in matthew 4 17 his very first word is repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand so you can do any pastor priest can do a simple teaching a couple of minutes about the power and the gift from god it's a gift and and then give people some time to to do their own personal confession of any one of these sins and guess what we all have them we all have them and god loves us despite them. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation in Christ. He just wants to help us remove them to become an overcomer. And it says in Revelation 3, 21, to sit with him on his throne as he sat on his Abba Father's throne. So he's just wanting us to cleanse and be more and more like a royal priesthood, like a an ambassador for Christ. And the more you let go of the old stuff, the more people look at you and say, hey, you've changed. You used to be angry. Mm. You used to be uh, prideful. You used to be full of yourself the whole time. What happened? And you can say, well, I've been repenting. I've dropped it off. And 
you know, people see the change in your character and your conduct, and you really are a witness for Christ about how he cleanses us. So it's cool to do either one, but a pastor's got to, this is it. We have got to preach this before we can have repentance and then revival in our nation, every nation. Do you think pastors are preaching repentance more these days? Or are no, they not? They're not. They're not. I, Why I, not? I, wow. I honestly don't know. I'm going to ask a few if they show up in heaven. Why were you so slow? What is the problem? I think there's two reasons. Number one, we've, in the Western world, we have been focusing on numbers. We've been focusing on members. We have had people come on in and then we give them a kind of a, a seeker-friendly uh, program. You know, here's our next uh, potluck. Here's our next uh, gathering. Then it's kind of real nice. And the sermon of the day is how much God loves you and so forth. And when you go back to the real words that the Lord had his disciples preach, they preached a harder word. And the word was, you have to die to yourself. You have to convert. You have to truly seek the kingdom, which is different than seeking a church or seeking a religious denomination. So I know one pastor in a small church, and he does not count members. He counts converts. How many people did he ever go out to the street the guy was an alcoholic. He preached to him. He prayed for him. The guy finally converted, came to church. Well, that's a convert. That's changing your life. As opposed to we have a lot of people that are just sitting in a church, playing church uh, a couple of hours on Sunday or maybe on Saturday, if that's the denomination they like. But they they're lukewarm, and then they go back to the world for the rest of the week. And we have got to, we have got to bring people into the kingdom through a conversion where you die to yourself, and then the Holy Spirit does the miracle and comes into you, and now you can really be a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Your whole life has changed you have a call on your life. You have a zeal to clean up the rest of you. And frankly, a lot of pastors have not done this. They have to do themselves. In fact, it says in 1 Peter chapter 4, it says, judgment begins in the house of God. Mm. We've got some pastors there that are lukewarm. We have pastors and priests that are apostate. And they have to repent first and show the flock the power and the joy of repenting and choosing the purity of God and going in his path of, of holiness. Do you think that some Christians today, including pastors, think that they don't need to repent? Yes. Yes. It's really sad. That's really a great question. But yes, I do. In other words, you can, you can, sort of cherry pick the scriptures and you can say well Jesus handled it all on the cross and therefore all I have to do is say yeah I believe he rose from the dead I'm a Christian 
and oh yes i am sorry i kind of argued with my wife the other day and i'm sorry lord but that's not real repentance that's not mm -hmm. the real deal so jesus yes jesus did all the heavy lifting on the cross he did the blood he did everything and now he sends the holy spirit Mm -hmm. to cleanse us and to comfort us so that we will truly be a royal priesthood. So it's a both and. It's not just enough to just say, well, I'm saved by grace. I love the Lord and I'll see you in church next week and then, you know, party on. But sadly, there's a lot of men that are preaching grace and grace and grace and that's enough and that's inaccurate. Right, in, in abusing the the scripture and also for what um, Jesus did for us, thinking that it gives us a license to sin because he paid it all yeah. for us. Exactly right. Exactly right, Marina. You hit the nail on the head. Yep. So we all need to repent. Nobody's excluded in here. Right. Nobody. Right. No, one. no it, absolutely no one. In fact, it's such a gift, but it's it's what has to happen. We have to really honor what the Lord did and then and then truly say, okay, I, I get it. I be my own God. I cannot follow the, the world. I cannot follow the flesh. I'm going to trust the Lord that he's, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and I'm going to follow him. And it's, it's a major spiritual decision of your free will turn 180 degrees, that's repentance, a real deep change in conduct that other people can observe. And it's interesting, it goes even back to John the Baptist, when he said, bear worthy of repentance, in other words, show people the fruit in your life, the, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, all those fruits that's a sign that a person has truly repented from the old way of life, the old rebellion, which we all were. We were born children mm -hmm. of wrath. We were born into rebellion, the fallen world. And to on the fact that we blew it and then use Christ and his way through repentance. Pastor Jeffrey, do we need to repent of all our sins, even the little white lies we make because that's one of the that's one of the classic ones that's that's still a lie and you just take it up with the holy spirit he will love you he will tell you probably where that first started when you did it who has not done it so there's no mm -hmm. condemnation there's no shame there's no guilt he would just say you know in his loving way when you, when you talk to him kind of like you and I are talking right now you just go to him and say, where did this start when I was a child? And, you know, do this with other kids. or And then you can choose to say, you know, I really stop doing that. It's either better for me to be quiet or to say the truth. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord's really convicted me for a, a exaggeration. Mm -hmm. My background as an attorney it was easy to be in court and to exaggerate. And at one point, the Lord really convicted me. An exaggeration is stretching the truth. Mm. Why do you need to just stay with the truth? So that's kind of like a white lie. So 
Yeah, it's, you know, but it, this is not a heavy duty thing. There's no shame. There's no guilt. You don't go to the, to the corner and sit with your, your face to the wall. There, there's no punishment like we, we're afraid of. No, 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 no. The Lord loves us and has a sense of humor and just wants to clean us up. Amen. And even when we're sinning, he still loves us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no question. Pastor Jeffrey, uh, do you or have you ever encountered someone who verbally and directly just told you, I don't need to repent? Yes, all the time. I do that all the time. No, I shouldn't say every day, all the time. Here I am exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> No, often, often, often. often I, I am told by other pastors even, I had amazing an encounter with a pastor who was in Washington, D.C. and actually weak, interfaces with a lot of Congress and does a Bible study. And I met him at a special event and I introduced myself and he had heard my name and we talk about repentance and to me and he said, I'm just going to tell you, I am, I am so turned off by this topic when I, a teenager in church, pounded into me so strong, I just acted, and I'm just going to go towards God's love. And mm -hmm. I think there's other pastors, I, I'm often um, challenged, like, well, what the heck are you doing? And so I think there's a lot of un, uh, or a lot of disbelief. There's a lot of lack of knowledge about Jesus's own words and what he told his disciples to do. He told his disciples, I think it says in Mark 6, go on and preach repentance. In other words, he was taking them out in twos. That's their first assignment. Go preach repentance. So it's, it's a good thing, it's healthy, and we need it not just as persons in a nation. And tragically, Marina, we have had in the past many days of National Day of Repentance, but we have not had one since 1918. That's 104 years ago. We had days of prayer, but without repentance, prayer Prayer can be mocked if, if there is sin. In Psalm 66, 18, it says, if I have iniquity in my, God won't hear my prayer. So we need to get clean and pray even in three minutes and say, oh, Lord, forgive me about that. And then you can be strong once you cleanse from anything that's going on in your heart and mind. God wants you to clean up. And this is every day, right? This is living a life yeah. of repentance. It's, you know, not just once a week or every Sunday as we go to church, but yeah. a uh, life of repentance. Exactly. That would be a great book title, by the way. That's, that's really the point. It's a spiritual discipline. And, uh, you know, what else is there to do? It, it, it honors the Lord. It mm -hmm. honors the Lord to, to say, you know, Lord, I was, I didn't know I was wrong. Please mm -hmm. forgive me. And then he's quick to forgive. Sometimes exactly. when I even start to even confess, boom, I feel his, 
wash of his love and mm. he's already forgiven us and let, it says in first john 1 9 that, that he will lead us in the path of righteousness and he's quick to repent so, or forgive us so it's a it's a blessing it's part of our walk with christ and along with that it's so beautiful to know that he is so quick to forgive versus a person a person they oh, need yeah. more to, people need more time to forgive right yeah. i mean some are a lot more faster than others but if you go to god go to our lord he's just quick <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. no hesitation i know you're absolutely right how sweet is that he's so good he's so loving it's amazing amazing yep i hear so much talk about unity within the body of christ and i know we do need it it's so important and but i was thinking we need repentance before unity because our yeah. hearts are not right how can we unify the body of christ when we haven't even repented to the lord right bingo bingo that is so so right on marina absolutely correct Absolutely correct. Well, there's one scripture that talks about this. In Ephesians 4, verse 3, it says, endeavor, and you look up the word endeavor, it means like extra mile, really work at, endeavor to keep the unity of the Holy Spirit in the bond of peace. And so I think when you're trying to work with other people, you have to repent yourself. You have to go the extra mile and say, Lord, I, I don't want pride to get in the way. I don't want to get um, egos to get in the way, uh, my agenda to get in the way. And it also says in Philippians 2, we have to think of others as better than ourselves. Think them more highly. That's such a key thing, especially among pastors. Wow, it's pretty rare in my own experience over 20 years being a pastor to the contrary, it, it's almost worldly about you get a group of pastors together, within a minute, they're going to ask you, how big is your church? How big is the building? How many people? How many members? I mean, it's all about me, 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 me. You've got to be very careful about all of that. And the Lord does not like, to say the least, it's really an abomination in Proverbs 6. The very first one in verse 16 is the proud look, the pride and so forth. So yeah, to get to unity, there has to be repentance individually and, and to be one mind and one spirit. There's a beautiful, uh, in Acts 2, there's a beautiful series of scriptures where it says those, that first group of believers, they were of one mind and one spirit. They were humble. They were simple. They ate food every day in each other's homes. They worshiped every day. They shared. Um, it, it was like one big loving family. Mm -hmm. So that's how you get to unity is, is really through repentance, hum, being humble, looking at the other person as, you know, a truly special and, and loving. That's how you do it. And, and boy, really rare. Really rare. Right. I was just going to say that is that's so rare to see um, more humility within the body of Christ. We really yeah. need to be humble. And, um, and 
Jesus was the prime example of humility. Yeah. 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 (laughs) He is our example. Unbelievable. Yes. But true. Pastor Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming to discuss congregational repentance. And you as a pastor, you are a better candidate candidate than myself to provide some encouragement to pastors. So as we end the uh, program today, I would like for you to just give some encouragement to pastors to provide a time of a congregational repentance, however way you want to um, word it and however the Holy Spirit is is leading you to. Thank you for that wonderful opportunity. Well, let me say a simple prayer. Heavenly Father, Yes, would you please touch every pastor or priest that's listening to this simple message, Lord? Would you just um, encourage them directly through your Holy Spirit, through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that this is something that is a blessing. This is something that will add to their life in Christ. This is a gift. It's not a punishment. And Lord, I just pray you would give them the courage to spend the extra 10 minutes in prayer every day or a couple of days a week at least that they would spend that extra time with you asking where they could begin because you know them even better than they know themselves you know what's uh, filtering the the purity and the truth uh, of all that you've called them to be and so I just pray they would be encouraged after that very first session with you that they would say, wow, this really feels like a cleansing. This is something I can teach. This is something I can look up the scriptures. And I pray they'll start to do this in their service, Lord, even at the end of a traditional or weekly service, or they will set apart a a repentance service to do it. And I just pray you would be the encouragement for them and give them the gift of repentance in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Global Gospel Worship Radio with Marina Maria. We'd like to thank our financial sponsors for supporting this internet global radio ministry. Carbajal and Associates Health Insurance Brokers, PLC, Scripture Picture, and AZ Ministry Network. We'd also like to thank our prayer partners, including Venture Church, the Spheres of Influence, the Center for Peace and Reconciliation, Repentance Day, as well as our media partners, the Rackman Christian Radio Station and Thanet Christian Radio. And now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening.